0: This broadcast has been brought to you by Wesley United Methodist Church. For more information, see our webpage at wesleyumc.com. Amen, amen. It is well with you this morning, shout amen. 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 Well, I haven't preached up here in a while. Y'all miss me? been since like April 8th. Oh my goodness. So it's been a while. <laughs> no, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. I promise. Um, our scripture this morning comes from the book of Matthew, the gospel of Matthew, the fourth chapter, verses 35 through 41. Please hear now the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. On that day when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other birds were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks to God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your word, for the life that they give to us, for the grace, hope, and love that they pour out upon us. We ask that you would open our hearts, open our minds for what you would have to say today, Lord, that my words would be of you, O oh God. Amen. So I was thinking about this this week, and I wasn't sure um, how to say this, but I really I have something to admit to y'all this morning, and I think I'm not the only one in this room, so if it's true for you, you can say hallelujah, amen, or whatever you need to, but I just have to say this this morning so that y'all know. I am a huge Astros fan. Anybody out there with me? All right. I'm talking, I've been into a game every year since 1990, which is the year that my dad moved to Houston. We had lived in North Texas, and there's a team up there um, as well, but you know, uh, they're okay. No, I'm just kidding. Any Rangers fans out there, I love y'all. I'm talking, I'm so much of a fan that I see them every night. I have a Biggio jersey, Julie got me that. I have an Astros hat and other gear. Uh, from the Astros. I've even got Josiah into it. He became an Astros buddy this year for the first time. He gave him a backpack and everything. And I would rather go to Minute Maid Park rather than any other sporting venue. That's how much of a fan I am. (sighs) Oh man, wow. Thank y'all so much for letting me get that off my chest. I'm so glad y'all know that in case you weren't sure. So y'all remember last year that they won the World Series, right? We remember that? Woo! Yeah. So excited. Still excited about that. This seven months since it happened. That was November 1st of uh, 2017. Uh, not that I know the exact time, uh, 8.45. Um, but, uh, but I'm telling y'all that I'm so excited now and as excited as I was right afterwards during that whole World Series and most of the playoffs, I was a nervous wreck. I mean, if you saw me uh, during the games, which, you know, y'all might have questioned my salvation, but, you know, it would have been one of those things where uh, y'all would have been like, oh, wow, what is wrong with him? But um, we made it through it. They won, right? So that's awesome. Uh, Game five, I think, of the World Series probably captured uh, this perfectly. As it was a back and forth that whole night, And you know, every few weeks, every week, I don't know how long, uh, but since then, people have been talking about this game. I see it up on Facebook, people uh, putting the highlights. But what I thought was great about that game is that after the Astros went down four to nothing, uh, several of the Astro players came together in a huddle. And they looked at each other and said, let's go have some fun. And they went out after that and they, they tied it in that bottom of that inning, so it was four to four. And it was back and forth that whole night, and they were able to uh, go down to the wire and win that game, 13 to 12, and went on to win the series, right? But that game was very pivotal, they say, because it was, if they had gone down, they were going back uh, for the last two games out to L.A., who they were playing. It was chaotic, not just for us fans, but also for the team, right? I mean, it was, it was really a struggle. It was back and forth. Um, but in the midst of the chaos with the chips stacked against them they found some peace and were able to move forward to the point that they went on to win the series and to earn their place in baseball history. Finding peace like that in the midst of the chaos that often surrounds us in our lives is very important. It's not always easy. It can be downright hard at times, right? But finding it is necessary. It's having that peace makes all the difference in the world. I think it's an understatement to say that the 12 disciples found themselves in a chaotic situation in our past. Am I right? They set out on this journey. They're going from uh, them and several others. It says there were other boats so many people were going across. They were going from one side of the Sea of Galilee to the other. And normally this wouldn't have been that big a deal. Uh, Take them a few hours, especially if they had a good tailwind. But this day was different. This time was different for them. Instead of it being a peaceful three-hour tour, it turned into a time where they were scared for their lives, where it turned into a dangerous life and death situation. This is because that storm picked up. It talks about right, and normally the the waters are pretty gentle, but it turned into waves so high that it was breaking over in to the boat so much that it threatened to sink them. On Julie and I's recent trip to Israel, our professor, our guide there, told us that this. It happens often. There's certain times of the years that the conditions can be just right for this type of sea, storm to occur on the Sea of Galilee. The sea's location in the northern part of Israel makes it subject to these sudden and violent kind of storms. As the wind comes over the eastern mountains that sit 3,200 feet above the sea and they drop suddenly into it. The storms are especially likely when that east wind is blowing cool air, as when it blows cool air, there's normally warm air that sits, that covers the sea, and that cold air being heavier drops, and the warm air rises, and that sudden change can produce surprisingly furious storms in a short time, just like in our passage. I know when y'all woke up this morning, y'all said, oh man, I hope that during the sermon or at least sometime today, the pastor talked about meteorology, right? (laughs) Y'all woke up this morning hoping for that. So I just wanted to make sure that I gave that to y'all. You're welcome. Um, So it was a dark and stormy night, as the saying goes. Rain is coming down in sheets. The wind is howling. The waves are now swamping the boat so bad that they are trying, that trying to make it to shore or trying to bail the water out. It wasn't an option anymore. If I was with the disciples or in one of those other boats, I most likely would be doing the same as they are and just be freaking out. But they remembered something, didn't they? They remembered that they were riding in the boat with somebody who could do something. They remembered that they were riding out this tumultuous journey with Jesus himself. Have you ever had a friend who could fall asleep anywhere? I was just wondering. Who no matter what was going on, could, could stop and they could slip in a few weeks? Well, I did in, in college. Uh, my friend, my buddy, Blaine Ellis, if he was feeling tired, we could be anywhere on campus. We could be going and doing whatever. And he could just all of a sudden just get a quick, nap, quick cat nap and say, wait, I'm kind of feeling sleepy. I'm asleep for a second. Say, like, what? All right, man, go ahead. I thought it was so cool that he could do this. Because, I, I mean, I'm a light sleeper. You can ask Julie. She moves or something happens in the house. I'm up. I'm right up. So I could never, I was a little jealous, you know, I thought it was cool, but I was a little jealous too that he could do this because I could never do such a thing. And I really think that Blaine has this in common with Jesus. As Jesus was getting a catnap himself in the back of the boat in the midst of this storm. I used to be a little confused by this or maybe a little bit hurt. That Jesus was catching this cat now during the middle of this storm. But now I think I get it a little bit more. Even to the point that I love this fact that Jesus is fast asleep. It shows that he's unfazed by the chaos going on around him. I love this because it means that Jesus isn't buying into all the freakouts going on. Instead, he is steady. Calm, collected, seeing the storm and its power, but remembering God who is so much more powerful. The disciples, on the other hand, they don't love this. (laughs) They don't love that Jesus is sleeping. And they start complaining to him. They ask questions like, how could you be asleep How could you be sleeping at a time like this? Why aren't you doing anything to help us, Jesus? Are you just going to sit by while we drown and the boat sinks? Don't you care? I think that often when we're reading the Gospels, we can read a passage, and we can be really critical of the disciples. They didn't know the outcome. They didn't know what was going to happen. It's not just a few lines later for them that they find out that it's going to be okay. They're in the middle of it. Just like we are oftentimes. And don't we ourselves, in the midst of those storms, in the midst of those times in our lives, complain ourselves. In the midst of chaos. When things aren't going the way that we think they should. Instead of turning to God and remembering God's power, we think and we say the things and we go that way of the disciples and we start complaining ourselves. Instead of acting in a Christ-like manner, we say we're just playing devil's advocate and we're just trying to help. Let me tell you one thing, my friends. The devil doesn't need any help. The devil doesn't need any help. And complaining about it didn't fix it for the disciples, and it certainly won't fix it for us. What does make things better is trusting in God and not buying into the drama. There's drama all the time in our lives, friends. Drama going on around us at all times, it seems like. I know it. I walk through it most days. But we need to trust in God. Put another way, fighting fire with fire doesn't work. Nor does combating chaos with more chaos work. That's why Jesus stands up and looks right at the wind and the waves, doesn't back down and says, peace, be still. Peace. Peace. Be still. Say it with me. Peace. Be still. That is what we are to be about in times of transition, in the times, the chaotic times in our lives, in the times of heartache and pain, in times where others are bolting for the door or wanting to jump ship, in times when we have More questions than answers in every time that we have chaos chaotic situations going on peace be still say it with me again peace be still Jesus not only says that to a storm in Galilee but in the storms of our lives And we all have storms in our lives that we face whether we want to or not. The thing that makes the difference is having faith in the midst of those storms and remembering that we follow the same Jesus who still stands and says, Peace be still to the storms of our lives. This kind of faith may be confusing to some, so I wanted to give some examples. Faith, in the midst of the storms, doesn't ignorantly or arrogantly ignore the storms. That's not faith. That's denial. We can't ignore the storms and just hope they'll go away. Ask your doctor, right? They'll say, you just can't ignore it and hope it goes away. (laughs) Faith is also not like being like the disciples and saying, this storm is too hard. It's gonna kill me. It's gonna destroy my faith. That's not faith. That's moving towards faithlessness and feudalism. No faith in the storm, instead, is standing and looking at the storm and saying, my God is bigger than this storm. Instead of saying to the storm, or saying to God, this is a big storm. Say to the storm, I serve a big God. It's like standing up and looking at that storm and saying, Lord, you are more powerful than this storm. So we ask you to calm these waters and to bring your powerful peace again. God says in Jeremiah 32, Behold, I am the Lord, the creator of the universe. Nothing is too hard for me. And Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through God who gives me strength. God is there in the midst of the storms we face. All we have to do is remember that fact and turn to God for help. You can find peace in the midst of the chaos in your lives. You can have peace we can have the storms rage all around us and yet be calm in the midst of them and Wesley together as a family we can find peace in the midst of all the storms going on both inside our church and all around us what it takes is trust in God and each other what it takes is faith in God and each other what it takes is love for God and for each other. What it takes is remembering that we are the body of Christ, called to be Jesus to our world, to bring hope, grace, peace to those around us. And when people see this, and they will take notice of this, when they see how amazing Jesus is, See the power that he has. They too will proclaim as the disciples then, who then is this Jesus? That even the storms of life obey him. Peace, be still, my friends. Peace, be still. Please join me for prayer. Lord, we remember and we are thankful for the fact that you have the power you had the power then to calm that storm and you have the power now to calm our storms Lord that you are faithful that you are true that you are amazing through it all and that we need to keep our eyes on you Lord our eyes above the waves our eyes to look at you and to draw our strength from you Lord That's what we need, Lord. That's what this world needs. We love you. We thank you. We praise you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. This has been brought to you by Wesley United Methodist Church. For more information, see our webpage at wesleyumc.com.